Good morning and welcome to episode 289 of Taking the Charge podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine of Hine News. Thank you for stopping by. So, more hoops. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it never ends, but uh, that's why we all love it. And uh, and uh, we're we're getting into some some uh, you know some 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 big time action. You know, we're uh, we're about to turn the calendar to May uh, to April. And obviously, that means the end of the insulate tournament. We have the final four this weekend. Uh, playoffs, uh, NBA playoffs are going to be starting. Uh, before too much longer, seasons are seasons is kind of winding down, um, and uh, yeah, you know other you know the the Euro League is uh, only a couple more weeks, and then you get the quarterfinal playoffs there. Um, you know, Euro Cup finals set, Champions League quarterfinals are going on now. Um, so just loads of stuff. National team, national team, uh, youth national team stuff is going on soon as well. Uh, there's the the uh, Albert Schweitzer tournament going on this starting this week in in Mannheim. We'll kind of go through that, uh, but before we go too much further, let's just let you know how you can get in contact with the show. You can go to Twitter and find me there at High News H E I N N E W S. Uh, there's HeinNews.com, the website. The email is HeinNews at gmx.de. You can go to iTunes, rate and review the show. You can go to the Facebook group. Just put it in the search bar, taking the charge podcast. And you can join the group there. And you can go to Patreon, become a supporter of the show, patreon.com uh, slash taking the charge. Thank you to all of the fantastic people who push along to me a little portion of their very hard-earned money. Thank you very, very much. Uh, let's kind of run through, figured I'd uh, run through the the Albert Schweitzer tournament teams. Uh, that tournament will be broadcast live uh, uh, online. Uh, I think it's Sport Total, Sport Total, or I can't remember. You go to the the German Basketball Federation DBB website, and uh, they do have the link on there. Um, and uh, all the games will be will be broadcast um, uh, from both gyms. There's two gyms. There's twelve teams. Uh, three games a day in the in the uh, in the two gyms. So uh, I guess first. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the couple of teams, I really don't know all that much about Chinese. Um, I, I really am, am, am not totally aware of, of what the Chinese are going to be bringing. You know, they're going to be going into the under 18 European, uh, Asian championship, uh, looking to, um, looking to, uh, challenge there, uh, with the Oceania teams, Australia and, uh, Australia and New Zealand coming in. So they will, uh, probably really, uh, be looking to bring a top level group uh, to give them uh, some high level training uh, practice against some some good uh, some good teams. So um, 
unfortunately, I really can't tell you uh, too much. Uh, they do have a couple of bigs, uh, 212, 210. Um, so I'm sure those guys are, are uh, at least one of those guys is probably pretty decent. Um, Egypt, I, I also, I don't know too much. Uh, I haven't had a really a chance to, to kind of look through the, through that team either. Uh, the Australians, uh, they'll obviously be heading over to the um, to the uh, FIBA Asia Under-18 year uh, championship, looking to grab a spot at the Under-19, get back to the Under-19 after uh, not making it to Cairo last year. So they'll be on a mission. Uh, their main guys will be Sam Froling. Uh, younger brother of the of um, Her- uh, Harry Froling and the and the Froling twins. Uh, there's also Cody Statman. Those are two main guys. Um, yeah. Okay. Then moving to France. Uh, France. You know you have the guys from from CFBB. Uh, Mark um, Matisse Dussoyuvo, Marco Cudro. Uh, you also have um, Quentin Klingerschmidt, uh, Bab- uh, Babakar, uh, Babakar and Ice. Um, those are the main guys I can recognize um, for that team. That is going to be the, uh, these under-18s this year is the qualifiers for the under-19 World Cup. So these teams are going to be, they're going to probably want to bring some of their main guys Um Germany uh, will be loaded uh, as they've uh, been at you know a lot more almost every tournament now. Uh, you know you have Brunke, Ben Apfel, um, Drescher, Jason George, Hook Porti, uh, Matisek, Obisay, Van Slotten, Franz Wagner. You know, so you get you know they're the defending champions, and eh, they have a look. Looks like they have a good group to to maybe come back and and, and maybe defend that title. Uh, Israel, um, it was looking like uh, Tomar Levinson might not make it, but he will be playing. Uh, Denny Avdia um, uh, starred for that for the uh, for the Israeli team last year at under 16s. Uh, he'll be probably one of their main guns. Uh, Alan Drucker is another guy for them. Uh, who we have Italy here? Uh, Italy, I think Italy should be pretty good. Uh, they'll have uh, Omar Dieng, who's gone back to, uh, gone back to, uh, gone back to Italy after being at Barcelona. Uh, looks like uh, Federico Miaski, uh, uh, who was on, who was uh, made it to the All Tournament team. Uh, looks like he'll be uh, in this group. You also have Luca Conti, uh, Leonardo Battistuzzi. Uh, yeah, so they should be a pretty good, uh, pretty good group of guys, um, and of course uh, Andrea Copa Bianco, the fantastic coach, uh, he'll be there in charge of that team. Japan, I really don't know about this Japan group, uh, though uh, probably much of it will be part of the uh, under eighteen group. Um, not really a very tall group, uh, as is uh, often the problem with uh, Japan. Uh, they do have uh, just one guy taller than uh, two meters. Uh, so I'm going to have to leave you on that one. Don't know all that much about that team. Haven't had a chance to really go and delve into them. Uh, they do have one. 
they have listed one 2001 guy, uh, although I would really be surprised if he ends up showing, considering at the under eight, the under 16, uh, he would probably be needed. He's, he is the center of that team, so uh, two, uh, the, the, the one guy over two, two meters, so maybe they will come up with uh, without him as either. Turkey, uh, they have uh, they'll have a couple of uh, nice players. Uh, Mustafa Kurtulum um, is going to be there. He, it's a 2001. He made it to the. Uh, he's going to play the World Cup this year. Matt Akai is scheduled to be there. Um, and I Ikos Mert Kamchi uh, Terpanchi is also there. Bayrak is there. Uh, so this should be a good group. They're going to probably want to try to make it to the World Cup, the under eight, uh, the under nineteen. So look for them to compete um, at a pretty high level. Russia, I think this Russia team could be good, um, actually really good. You have uh, Ershov. It's going to be interesting to watch Ershov this year, uh, this this tournament, because he was really kind of uh, was kind of disappointed with how he played at the uh, at the Adidas Next Generation uh, for Seska. Um, much much more passive than he had played the year before. I don't know if they're going to try to you know make him more into a point guard. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what they're doing with him. Uh, but there's uh, but there's some nice talent on this team. Uh, you have um, uh, Pavel Sakharov who played uh, on loan from Zenit Petersburg at the uh, uh, at the Adidas Next Generation tournament. You also have. Uh, you have uh, Victor Lakin, who is also on that team. Uh, dun, dun, dun. There was the other. What was the other guy's name? Um, drawing a blank now. So those are the main guys who will be who will be playing for them. Uh, that should be an interesting group. I think that uh, Dmitry uh, Karashnikov was the other one from Kimki. Uh, actually, Ant, Ant, there's uh, also Anton uh, Alikin was a big time scorer for for Kimki as well. So they they could be a pretty good team. Uh, USA, um, obviously, this is not the USA basketball team. Uh, USA basketball has no affiliation with this tournament, so uh, they are there's not really um, a chance for these guys to bring um, USA basketball uh, basketball players. A uh, couple of players have already have already uh, declared and them being uh, Bryce Willis going to Stanford uh, Tara Samuels going to Dart uh, Dart uh, Dartmouth uh, Khalid Moore is going to Georgia Tech and then um, Marcus Littles is going to George Washington uh, Andre Jackson in November 2001 born uh, from upstate New York, Albany does have an offer from Syracuse. Everybody else is undecided. A um, couple of uh, another 2001 born is uh, Issa Muhammad. Uh, this uh, the coach is uh, Joe Mantinga, and he is from Blair Academy. And they do have two guys from Blair Academy, that being Jordan Dingle and Keenan Watt Worthington. Uh, and then there is the two guys from Albany Academy. Uh, the one mentioned was under Jackson. The other one is August Mahoney. Uh, so yeah, this should be a pretty, uh, you know, it, it. This kind of uh, this kind of just shows how how um, how deep the United States is. That when you you know you can bring some of these guys and and 
and uh, it'll be interesting to see um, what they're. You know, they'll they'll be pretty decent size. Uh, is uh, Muhammad's two hundred eight? Jaden Fraser's two hundred eight. Uh, across, I think, is a, a Georgia guy, um, Blue Cron Blue Ridge. Can't remember where he was from. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, um, it's going to be an interesting team to see what they can do. They haven't won the tournament since. Oh man, I had that. I don't know if I still have that up. Um, I do not. Uh, it's been a while since they won the tournament, um, and uh, so we'll have to see how they play. You know, obviously, these guys have never played together. Uh, the Blair guys have. The 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 Blair guys have, and obviously the two Albany guys, um, and uh, but otherwise not really. So it should be uh, should be interesting to see what these guys can do. So that's a rundown of the uh, uh, of the teams at the Albert Schweitzer tournament. Again, I uh, wish I had the, the 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 link on that. Let's see if I can find that. Uh, no, I don't have that open right now. Um, yeah, so that'll be that'll be online. So you can go check out those games. I don't know, but I don't know if those games will be on demand. Uh, but uh, they will be broadcast live online, so you can go go check that out. Uh, just check out my – actually, I guess I could do that very quick. Um, da, da, da. And, um, yeah, and and uh, like I said, both gyms, which is pretty cool because, um, you know, it's uh, – and actually you'll probably have a, uh, a head, heads up on me, uh, a leg up on me since I – We'll only be able to watch the the games in the one gym that I'll be that I'll be uh, that I'll be in. Uh, I'll be there the whole time. Uh, if you're looking to find any anybody and uh, see what you think of uh, of a player at all, just you know, let me know. Uh, let's see here. Should we get in here in a second? Where are we at? Come on. Nope. Uh, okay. So if you. Uh, Da, da, da. Almost, almost. Sorry, guys. Uh, here we go. Uh, sporttotal.tv. Sporttotal.tv for free. All these games are going to be online. So sporttotal.tv. Uh, you can go there. I don't know about commentary at all, uh, but, I mean, hey, you're, you're watching the games for free, um, so you should be excited about it. All right, so let's move to the interview of the week. Um, you know, uh, advanced stats is, is, is everywhere in the game, um, and especially in the United States, and it's starting to creep more and more into Europe. And uh, and one of the one of the one of the groups who is really pushing for advanced statistics in European basketball is uh, Global Sports uh, Analyst. There's others, of course. Uh, but GSA is one of those, and so I had a chance to talk to the director of scouting for uh, GSA, and that being Sean Moran. Um, so this is my chat with him. Hope you enjoy it, and we will catch you on the other side. Okay, so on the show this week, we have uh, Sean Moran, um, the director of scouting for Global Sports Analytics. Sean, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Definitely looking forward to talking about global sports analytics and uh, international basketball. Yeah, um, I uh, you know in this 
analytics, you know, advanced statistics and and, and whatnot. You know, it's um, it's a uh, it's a very very big uh, field and uh, in the United States and and one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to bring you on was just kind of get an idea what what you know how much this. Um, this whole concept uh, is is kind of uh, permeating uh, into teams and clubs and you know personnel people whatnot uh, over here in Europe and, and and maybe all other places in the world if if you can you know talk about that but um, I guess I guess just kind of first off uh, for for those who might not know global uh, sports analytics why don't you, why don't you give a maybe a rundown of of um, of how it started when it started and maybe how it started. Sure. Um, so to kind of give a rundown of global sports analytics, it was started by the CEO, Brandon Smith, uh, who's from the New Jersey area. Uh, but he realized that in the United States, uh, analytics have, have kind of permeated throughout uh, the NBA and, and the college level where every team and every league has everything at their tip of their fingers, whether it's synergy and video or um, kind of proprietary advanced stats. So really in the, in the U.S., pretty much every team and, and college has kind of an o, their own analytics division. But he kind of knew that um, overseas, a lot of teams and leagues hadn't really moved in that direction. Uh, so back in 2014, 2015, Brandon was over in Germany uh, connecting with the BBL executives and certain members and GMs and coaching staffs of teams to learn about how analytics might help um, either improve the game or improve decision-making and, and just kind of doing a, a market-based testing to learn more about the international international game. Um, and a few years later, I've been with GSA since uh, 2015, 2016, and right now it's kind of... A, uh, website where we provide access to different decision makers, whether it's coaches and general managers, and you can log in and really at the tip of your fingers, you have access to uh, all the stats that you could imagine from just your general points, rebounds, and steals, uh, kind of the normal box score stats that everybody's comfortable with, uh, to the more advanced stats. So assist percentage, effective field goal percentage, offensive rating, defensive rating, um, and a lot of the other, I'd say, advanced stats. Uh, but then it's it's mixed together so that you can understand uh, how your own team is performing, how your own players are performing, uh, what potential lineups are working best uh, together, and... You know, one of the things with analytics, you're, you're really taking into account how fast a team plays or how slow a team plays and the number of possessions. So you're looking at, at things on a more even keel uh, or more of an even level. And you can, I think, find some really interesting insights as to, as to what members of, of your team play well together. Uh, but then at the same time, whether it's league play or potentially Euro League or Euro Cup League, um, GSA kind of gives you access to stats from other teams and other leagues so you can understand uh, really without even watching a team what their strengths and weaknesses are um, just by looking at some of the general and advanced stats and then from that point you can dig in dig in deeper um, so overall 
GSA kind of provides an analytical platform for teams, but at the same time, it also provides kind of a consulting approach where we offer, I'd say, individual access of kind of providing scouting reports on players and teams to uh, really combine combine with the analytics because trying to go into the international market, I'd say the biggest, not biggest concern, but biggest uh, issue is just making sure you're kind of marrying uh, the eye tests, so the, the scouting and and what you're seeing with your eyes with the analytics so that people that either aren't familiar or aren't really believers can see how the two the two can relate and really help each other out. Um, so overall, an analytics company that provides scouting and other resources to help optimize uh, decision-making uh, from a team level as well as a player, a player perspective in terms of player acquisition over the summers. Uh, you, you mentioned that uh, you know that advanced stats are, are so you know dominant in the United States. Um, the the service that you provide, uh, what kind of differences does it have to what's provided in the states? Sure. So, from an analytics standpoint, I would say there's a lot of similarities, uh, whether it's a Synergy or Ken Palm in college. Um, you know, so I think there's a lot of similarities to the U.S. I would say there's a few, definitely a few kind of key differences. Um, one, as I mentioned, was kind of the the tailored approach uh, to each team. Uh, so it's not just kind of a well, every team has access to the the website and and their customized platform. Uh, it also is kind of a, as I said, more of a consulting approach where each team is getting customized matchups and, and player reports and team reports based on their next upcoming opponent, um, as well as a game game review. So really kind of the personalized touch, which I'd say is, is one of the key difference makers from what's in the U.S., um, as well as basically kind of combining a few different features of uh, right now, one of the areas we're working on is, is adding... Uh, for for basically assistant coaches to to be able to diagram or, or draw plays of their opponents, um, so that service kind of exists in its own silo. So really, we're just trying to bring uh, some of the best features together while adding the individual customized approach, um, as well as really adding some I think pretty interesting you know tidbits in the website of being able to select different players on your team or different players on the opponent and kind of create the optimal lineups or see how see how things do so overall it's bringing a lot of the best features together and adding a, a customized approach to it and and um, you know go, going into this process from the from the let's say the international teams the European clubs um, what have you found has been the biggest misconception of, let's say, advanced stats in general? Then, sure. I mean, I think, and I don't know if it's the biggest misnomer, but the biggest, biggest challenge um, has been, as I kind of mentioned, of just really everybody's comfortable with scouting and and kind of the way they've they've done things and and for us it's just getting trying to get coaches and general managers comfortable uh with the analytics and with the approach of 
um, as I said, more of the marriage between the analytics and the general scouting uh, that everybody is so used to. And not that one, one is better than the other or that it needs to be fully analytical, but I'm just, you know, trying to educate them on the platform and on the stats and show how it it doesn't replace what they're doing, but it just kind of adds an extra layer of knowledge or, or insight uh, to their to their daily activities. So I would say that's been been kind of the biggest um, biggest challenge because each team is is different. Whether it's the budget they have for players or the budget they have for coaches, uh, you know, sometimes even the top, you know, in, in college in the in the states. Each Division One school has a head coach and three, three assistant coaches, and then they probably have somebody in grad school, maybe a director of scouting. So they have pretty extensive staffs. Where some some teams internationally have those extensive staffs, but other top teams might have just one assistant or two assistants. And uh, especially at the beginning of the year, when you're playing multiple league games per week, and and either you're your BCL or Euro Cup or FIBA Euro Cup are are kicking off. Uh, it's a lot to keep track of and a lot to scout for um, in different leagues and different players. So, uh, just kind of ideally makes their job easier. And you know, if you go to to the website um, uh, Global Sports uh, Analytics dot co, um, you, you see. Uh, among the clients, uh, a lot of uh, teams in Germany, you know, like you said, uh, uh, Brandon Smith had been in, in, in Germany kind of uh, early on and and it, when he was sort of the, doing the exploration phase of it and all that. Um, how how widespread is is GSA? Right, let's say right now and, and like... Yeah, so uh, really for the past two seasons I've been working with teams in Germany and and initially I know Brandon had some connections in Germany which is one of the reasons why he was out there but also he was very interested in the league due to its its top level stature and kind of the professionalism of of the league executives and and the ownership and just how the league is is, is run so um you know, in terms of, of trying to connect with a different culture and, and different country, um, definitely was impressed with the German level of play as well as the, the organization and professionalism. So that was one of the key reasons as to using Germany as a starting point. And uh, we've definitely had a lot of, of trials with various teams throughout the BBL. Uh, you know, right now, some of the teams that were we're working with our, our Alba Berlin, who's having a fantastic, fantastic season, um, as well as a team such as Bremerhaven that, uh, you know, is struggled early on and has been getting some wins as of late. Uh, but those are kind of two examples that we've been working with in Germany, as well as, as talking to the easy credit ownership. Um, and at the same time, working with teams in, in a few other leagues, such as Belgium and um, and Turkey, as we as we try to make new connections and and kind of get the product to where in our minds um, we really want it to go. Um, you know, right now it's still each day kind of brings something new, and and we found a great tech team that has helped our vision our vision start to become a reality. And 
initially in the 2016-17 season, it was, you know, just more advanced stats combined with scouting. Um, and now we've really been able to add a lot of features to the website. So while we're still providing the scouting and, and analytics, there's just a lot more uh, information and, and breadth of knowledge in the website for kind of the teams and, and general managers to use. Do you, do you have a um, do you have a sense that 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 Germany is I don't know if you want to necessarily call them a forerunner, but you know maybe one of the leaders in in this in this field as far as the clubs taking on you know this technology this this service um, advanced statistics, uh, statistics in general. Um, I mean, you know, mainly doing doing the the, the work with the German clubs. Um, I, I believe there's a couple of Spanish clubs as well. Is that right? You, you yeah. Said? So Spanish clubs uh, is more just kind of a, a general uh, initial initial interest, and and obviously, you know, the, the, the league, the Spain ACB, I'd say is a is a top kind of international league outside of the you know the Euro Cup, Euro League, etc. But in terms of how much interest, Germany, how much how much interest is how much interest are are is there from other countries that you that you kind of can get a sense of? Um, there's definitely interest, and as I, I think the the ones that we've had the most success in right now are Germany, and then some of the I'd say mid tier ones from uh, Belgium, um, Belgium. Potentially Lithuania and a few other kind of leagues and teams. Uh, you know, I think once the platform is fully built uh, and fully 100% ready, then uh, you know your Spain and and leagues in France will definitely be ones that we're we're targeting. Um, right now, it's just been initial conversations and discussions. Uh, but you know, one of the cool things for say a team such as Bamberg in in the BBL is uh, the website kind of gives you access to really just with a click of a button uh, you can toggle pretty quickly between uh, the BBL analysis as well as EuroLeague analysis um, is something we've been able to to add where you can just flip a filter and and whether it's your upcoming opponent on Thursday for EuroLeague or upcoming opponent um, on Saturday for the BBL and have that information at your hands. But um, I definitely think in terms of, of budgets and, uh, you know, being technolo techno technologically advanced, uh, that Germany is definitely a, a good fit for a team that sees itself as a, as a tech team and an analytics team and uh, so far, you know, the reception has definitely been been very positive as um, they've gotten to know Brandon better, and, and he's living in, in Berlin, uh, so he's kind of has that daily contact with uh, some of the clients and some of the ownership groups, um, as well as uh, BIG, the, the uh, basketball magazine as well. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, Germany has been a, a great choice, and um, you know, definitely it's helped us along the way as we, we figured out and worked out the kinks and continue to add a, add a better product to the marketplace. Working out the kinks, added a better product. Um, what are some of the, you know, and not to give trade secrets or, or, you know, whatever that you, you know, um, but what are some of the, the next things that, that you're, 
working on as sure. far as the whole product um, goes? Yeah, so one, you know, one, I'd say one of the algorithms is called the M-score, and it basically kind of takes, you know, your points, rebounds, assists, so pretty much across the whole uh, stat line and creates one number. So it's kind of like an uh, NBA, it's PER, our personal efficiency rating is, is kind of an overall number where you can kind of rank a player's efficiency. So this, this has similarities, but, but also some differences, and it helps us uh, kind of rank players internationally or rank uh, players in America. And one thing we've been working on right now is more kind of a general manager tool where a lot of, obviously a lot of players that are making the NBA college seniors are coming over to Germany or some of the other top European leagues to, to play after college. And uh, really a lot of the scouting involves these general managers uh, going over to Portsmouth, Virginia in mid-April to watch uh, 60 of the top seniors. And really this is kind of their first look at these players. And then they're also going to the Las Vegas Summer League in July. Um, but one thing we're trying to add is, uh, I'd say it's an overall GM tool where uh, they can find players ranked by RM score and they can add their own notes or request uh, scouting reports for these players. So I think that can really help them uh, to gather more knowledge and information about these players that they're really just seeing for the first time um, in April and, and help them do that do that more efficiently. So I'd say that's one of one of the things is using the, the M-score that's created uh, to help identify players quickly um, and easily uh, through the technology and then be able to, to begin to do further due diligence on those players. Um, you know, last year, for example, when ranking uh, the collegiate players by our M-score, I believe it was John Collins who was a top-ranked player, and he was picked by the in the lottery by the Atlanta Hawks after his sophomore season. And by all accounts from NBA people I talked to, he graded out very well analytically, which is why a lot of people were high on him. So when doing kind of a stress test of, of the score, it was nice to see you know, that Collins was at the top, and then obviously a lot of the top one-and-done guys appeared there, but... Then you were also picking out um, a lot of seniors that, you know, really just all you had to do was look at this list and, and all of a sudden you had maybe 10 to 15 names jump out at you that you could do further information on. Um, off the top of my head, Reggie Upshaw was in there, who's uh, now now in the BBL and I'd say mm -hmm. one of the top top rookies um, as well as... Unfortunately, like with a team that can't win a game. <laughs> Yeah, fortunately with a team that'll probably be playing in Pro A in uh, two minutes in. But, um, you know, I think he'll, whether he stays in Germany and, and definitely moves up to a, a kind of a top-tier team, or you have a player like Jack Gibbs from Davidson, who who is now, you know, one of the top shooters in, in Belgium. Um, so I think that that's a big tool that we're, we're adding out and, and building out with the help of some of our, our clients. And I think that'll be a big key for... Um, you know, so you kind of have the coaches that use it during the year, but then also the general managers that can that can use it. You know, one during the year if they need to pick up a player quickly, or in the summer as they start to to source uh, players from other leagues or uh, colleges. 
And uh, see how can I say? So, so for let's say the normal Joe who might be interested in 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 seeing what you guys provide, is there anything? Uh, is there any way for for them to to kind of get an idea what what you what you provide? Um, you know, right right now. I would say not really, but we're, we're moving in that direction uh, in terms of uh, social media accounts. You know, the, the Twitter, we're going to be getting more active and, and posting some of kind of our analysis on that, as well as building kind of more of an overall, uh, I'd say, GSA report where uh, it's basically a website that will be kind of aggregating a lot of the top basketball information, but we'll also be providing our own touch with uh, articles kind of focused on the analytics or what we're looking at from that point of view, uh, but also spotlights featuring, featuring players that, you know, might not stand out to players, or sorry, might not stand out to fans just right off the bat in terms of, you know, averaging 25 points a game or, or some of these eye-popping stats, but uh, maybe somebody like a Thomas Walkup, for example, that uh, didn't do that well in the G League, but still grades out very well analytically, and and now is is one of the I'd say the top one of the top kind of players players in the league, especially for a first year player. Um, so that'll be getting rolled out uh, sooner rather than later, um, and you can follow GSA Analytics on Twitter for that. As we really start trying to bring more of you know, this information and these insights to the everyday fan as well as, obviously, the ones that we're bringing to the teams as well. Um, so, <laughs> no, I'm trying. Uh, so, what would you say, you know, when, when you, know, you know, some people might, when they hear advanced statistics, you know, they might just shy away, you know, they, ah, you know, you know, um, Stat geeks, whatever. What what would you say? Maybe the, the, the two two of them. One of them. Uh, what would you say is the most misleading stat? Um, and then what would you say is the the most telling stat? And I, I suppose you might might say PER. But I don't know if that's necessarily you know that that's more of a of a uh, of a collaboration, a, a, a algorithm, whatever of 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 different stats what would you say is yep. the most misleading stat that people might look at and, and 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 not get exactly what you what you what you really are seeing and what would you say is the most telling one sure that's a great question um hmm, i would say one of the more misleading stats and i'm kind of skirting your question a little bit but would be uh individual defensive rating um i think a lot of the times you know, if you're if you're pointing to analytics, it, it's really not as advanced on the defensive end, and I think it, it's pretty easy to, you know, you can go to Real GM or some of these other websites, and and each player has kind of a defensive rating, and I, and I think that would kind of be the misnomer because obviously on, on that piece, it's much more dependent on on the four other players you have on the court and and how you're functioning as a team um, in the in those certain minutes. Um, but I still think on the defensive side, uh, the analytics still have a, a ways to go. Um, offensively, that, that's a, a good question in terms of 
you know stats I look at. Um, you know, one stat I think that that does translate to whether it's to the NBA or, or Europe is, especially for a big guy, is, is kind of their offensive rebounding ability. Um, you know, if Justin Sears, for example, was a really good offensive rebounder in at Yale, uh, grading out on offensive rebounding percentage, and, and he, in his two years in the DBL, has, has been able to demonstrate that. Um, you know, also really looking at usage rate um, because sometimes a player might be, you know, playing only 10 to 15 minutes a game, but if they're having a strong and efficient season with a high usage rate in, say, 10 to 15 minutes, Usually those guys are the ones that, if they sign with a new team, um, can make that make that jump uh, without really sacrificing um, a lot of their efficiency because they've already been playing in kind of go-to role in their small small amount of time. Um, so I would say kind of usage rate and, and if you're a big guy, offensive rebounding are, are two telling stats that you can look at kind of across leagues and you can pretty accurately predict um, – how a player will do in that category in in a new league. Thoughts about plus minus? What's that? You want to see your thoughts about plus minus? Um, I like it, um, and I definitely I definitely look at it. Um, you know, I'm not a not a hundred percent. You know, I've, I've definitely seen instances where um, I'm thinking of one instance. This is years back. I'm a UNC North Carolina basketball fan, and uh, one of the, the backup power forward had a had a great plus minus, better than uh, John Henson, who's now in the NBA. And in reality, the only reason he had a better plus minus was because of the time Kendall Marshall, um, who played in the NBA for a few years, was the second team point guard, and the the power forward was getting getting to play with with him. So, um, you know, plus minus, I, I definitely I think it's definitely a good tool, but Really, with everything, it's a it's a tool to. It's not the overall. It's not the overall kind of one thing to look at. I think everything has to be taken as a whole, um, and it, and it's just kind of being used as a one piece of the puzzle. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of different pieces from advanced stats to to video to general stats and a lot of pieces to to make the whole pie. I would say. Um, there's a. And at least here in Europe, uh, if you if somebody makes a free throw, I don't, not a, not a, all the time, but but very often, if you make a free throw, I guess the person who passed the ball to you, and you know when you were in the motion, you know in the shooting motion, and you were fouled, they would get an assist on that. Um, I guess two questions: How does that? Um, first of all, what do you think about that? I mean, I, yep. I personally, I, 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 I despise is probably a little too strong, but I really don't agree with that. Um, but maybe knowing that 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 is a um, a functionality of the assist statistic, how does that um, affect your uh, your statistics then? Sure. So. Uh, I guess first off, um, I, I, I'm kind of I, I like it and I don't like it. Um, you know, I I don't like it. Just you know, I 
I grew up with kind of the understanding the, the regular assist and, and how that's calculated. And in terms of, of liking it, um, I mean, I do like it from a perspective of, you know, maybe you have a point guard making a lot of great passes, uh, finding the open cutters or open men under the basket, and they're getting fouled. And, you know, they're leading, leading to points, but they're not leading to assists for him. So I do like kind of... You know, in hockey, they have the hockey assist and getting credit for credit for the pass before the pass. So I do kind of kind of like that, even though you know, growing up, that's you know, that's not what, how I played or, or how when when the stats were kept, I I used. Um, in terms of GSA, so we use uh, the stats how they're kept on the official league websites. Um, so you know, for us, it I'm sure it could definitely. Um, obviously add to a person's assist numbers or assist percentage. Um, but, you know, as I said, if it's kind of looking, if you're looking, you know, say in the German BBL, um, and it's kind of looking at tiers really to, you know, not just isolate, you know, this player ranks number 11 in, in assist percentage, but looking at uh, kind of the players around him. And, and obviously, you know, this kind of proves the point of not solely relying on statistics, but, you know, relying on actually watching the game and, and the understanding of, and, you know, kind of knowing, well, hey, a lot of these assists have come off of off of free throws or just kind of the general knowledge you would pick up from scouting or, or watching the game. Uh, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you, we can call this a, a stats revolution or, or whatnot. I mean, you have at least in baseball, you know, you had the 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 um, oh god, what's it called? Money, uh, Moneyball, Moneyball, Moneyball. You know, where where Billy Bean was looking for, you know, different ways to you know. Uh, to, to get a different player and, and to, to, to in order to play a different game that he couldn't afford uh, by you know forgetting you know high high end cost players whatnot um, but let, let, let's let's cost let's call it a um, you know uh, uh, revolution like uh, you know situation um, you know, it's saturated. You know the U.S. market. It, you know, you're, you know, starting to come here. Do you do you see this continuing? Um, do you think it's going to become even like? Because you said you can basically figure. You know, you don't even have to watch your opponent, uh, your upcoming opponent. You know, if you're the advanced scout, you almost really just uh, you just have to kind of uh, just look at the the statistics. Um, do you think it'll keep going like this, or do you think it? How, well, how do you see the development of let's call it stats-driven scouting? Let's call it that. Sure. Um, it's a great question. I mean, I, as I said, I'm a proponent of, of mixing the both. Um, I know that a lot of people are fully on the side of scouting or fully on the side of analytics, and I think you can look at both sides and see where people have gotten things right and where people have, have gotten things wrong. Um, and, you know, really in the U.S., I, I think, you know, every team has it, and, it, and it's been seeped into really a lot of the everyday TV watching or uh, reading, and I don't know how much, you know, more there is to go. I, I, I know in uh, one of Michael Lewis's books, who he was the one that wrote Moneyball, um, he had an interview with Daryl Morey, and, uh, the Houston Rockets general manager, and he was trying to basically predict, or kind of come up with the perfect formula to predict how uh, college players were going to do in the NBA. And, you know, one player he missed on was DeAndre Jordan, for example, because 
he just didn't play that well in his freshman year at Texas A&M, um, and the model kind of missed out on him, versus uh, somebody such as Neil O'Shea, uh, who's Portland Trailblazers general manager, and Neil got to see DeAndre play at a high school, uh, kind of high school all-star camp, and had the eye test, and that was why he selected him with the Clippers. So I think there's always going to be kind of pros and cons for the proponents of, of each side. Um, you know, I think in terms of, of international, I, I definitely think there's still a ways to go before it, the market kind of gets saturated, just because I think it's, it's still kind of seeping into the everyday language over there, and you start to see whether it's EuroLeague or EuroCup, um, a little bit more kind of a analytical focused on some of the articles and, and some of the websites that are, are being done. Um, I mean, I certainly hope that it doesn't become just a straight, you know, statistical scouting website. Um, you know, I, I think in the U.S., it's starting to question, well, what does the eye test really tell you when, when scouting players? Like, you're still missing on, on players. Um, but, you know, I hope it doesn't come to that because, as I said, I, I really think, you know, the stats can tell one picture. And as I said, you can look at a team's advanced stats and get a, idea of who they are but to really dig in and get to know them you need to see the body language you need to see you know how they cut how they move their spacing and and I, for me that's why i'm kind of hopeful that it'll always be a mixed uh kind of a mixed marriage of sorts um, but i know there's people that believe very strongly in only scouting and hate analytics and that analytic is the way to go and it you know alleviates the the biases that can creep in just from scouting or your own personal opinion. Um, all right, so let's let's uh, you know pimp your stuff. You know, find out. You know, let for people who might not uh, know about uh, uh, GSA. You know, tell people where they can find it. Uh, you know, social media, website, everything. Uh, go ahead and pimp your stuff. Sure. Um, well. Little Sports Analytics, as we as I've said, it's it's definitely an evolving platform that is continuing to grow um, as we're working with some of the top teams in Germany. Um, I would go to GSA or GS Analytics on on Twitter, um, and you can follow us on Twitter. And ideally, we'll be uh, broadcasting our new website for the general fan to learn about all aspects of, of basketball from the states to international to general and advanced stats, which will give give everybody more of a common uh, view of, of what Global Sports Analytics does. But I would just say keep the keep the name down and follow us on Twitter and, and hopefully uh, be a part of the journey as we continue to grow. Um, Director of Scouting for uh, Global Sports uh, Analytics, uh, Sh- uh, Sean Moran, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. I had a, had a great time and looking forward to seeing um, you know seeing how the international marketplace continues. All right. All right. Um, yeah, Sean Moran. Uh, hope thanks for uh, for coming on the show. It's good stuff. And uh, go check it out. Go check it out and see what they have to offer. Um, obviously, you're not going to get the you know the super in depth stuff. Uh, unless you're, you know, you want to subscribe to the service, um, which which is probably a pretty healthy uh, fee for just a normal everyday Joe. Uh, but uh, go to the website, check out, and see what they have to offer. Uh, again, it's you know, it's a 
it's a trend. Uh, I mean, it, it's not even a trend it, in the United States. It's it's um, it's ever present uh, there, and and just uh, an absolute um, uh, it has a total stranglehold on on everything going on in in, in basketball there more and more. Um, and uh, so you know, and it was really kind of just a matter of time before you know it's kind of started to to come over here to Europe, and and uh, it's starting. And uh, you know, obviously, these guys are are one of the groups. And so, uh, just wanted to to let you guys know a little bit about that, about that, uh, about this group, and then also a little bit about um, advanced advanced statistics and how they're kind of uh, being uh, uh, introduced and uh, implemented in uh, the game here in Europe. Uh, so that's the show this week. Um, hope you enjoy the the basketball this weekend and uh, the rest of the week. Uh, again, you know, uh, there's the 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 Geico's Nationals. Uh, that's going to be uh, on the ESPN networks. Um, you know, the 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 final four obviously uh, is going to be there. Uh, you know, everywhere you can find the the, the basketball. And uh, so, uh, just uh, enjoy. We'll catch you next week. Last thing, uh, last thing to to for me is to let you know what you're going to be listening to. Song's called Use a Viper, uh, and it's by Underscore Orchestra. We've had these guys on the show many, many times. Use a Viper uh, is the name of the song. It's available on freemusicarchive.org. Go check it out, and we'll see you next week.
sun. Now you're the king of everything. You got to get hot to have that swing. Light a tea and let it be. Cause you's a viper. When your throat gets dry, you know you're high. And everything is dandy. Bust on down to the candy shop. Bush your conk on some peppermint candy. Now you know your body's spin. You don't give a darn if you don't pay rent. The sky is high. You high. No, the sky is high. You high. Sky is high. How you doing? This is Andre Blatt from the Philippine national team. You're listening to Taking the Charge. 